Well, hello, and welcome to the Hornrink Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Wooten, and today we will break down last week's competitions, and then we'll look ahead to next weekend's competitions. Uh, today on the show, we'll be joined later on by a special guest, Daniel Valdez from TexasBands.com. He'll talk with us about the Austin Regional, so looking forward to that. But first, we want to break down last weekend's competitions. At the Canton Regional, Avon won, um, despite receiving actually a full one-point penalty in both prelims and finals. That penalty was because their show was under time. So there's, at early season shows, there's a six-minute show minimum that you have to have six minutes of your show on the field, and theirs was a little short. The penalty is, I believe, like a tenth of a point per three seconds or something. So they were about 30 seconds under time, so had a point penalty. But even with that penalty, they still won pretty decisively over second place Lockport Township. Um, This competition, you know, sometimes early season regionals can have crazy results, but this one was pretty much as we expected. Lockport Township in second. Um, Not terribly close behind, but not terribly far behind Avon, and then Dublin-Kaufman, Moon Area, and Central Crossing rounded out the top half of finals, so nothing too crazy there. In Powder Springs, there was another pretty expected result. Harrison was regional champion, but what was less expected was to see Mill Creek in second place, and Mill Creek also won the visual caption, which was kind of a shock to us. Um, We did not expect to see that. After watching the performances, obviously, we have very different opinions than our predictions, but, you know, when we're predicting a week ahead, some of these things we do not see coming. So, yeah, Mill Creek won the visual caption over Harrison, but Harrison still won overall. And it's really not all that uncommon for Harrison to... (laughs) to be beaten by another school this early in the season, and typically Harrison will come back later in the season after they've had a little more time with their show and um, end up beating whoever beat them earlier at, like, Atlanta Super or Grand Nats. You've seen this happen with, like, Franklin a couple times, Fort Mill, um, when they beat them, I think it was either last year or 2015 when Fort Mill beat Harrison at an early season regional as well, but, um, this year, Harrison isn't going to Atlanta or Grand Nats, so their season will end at Jacksonville, which is a little bit early, only about two or three weeks from now. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see kind of how, if the, the arch of their season is a little bit different this year, because they're ending it, at least in terms of BOA competition, a little bit Well, more than a little little bit, quite a bit sooner than they have in the past. And now we're lucky enough to have joining us a very special guest to the podcast. He is the one and only joining us from the great Republic of Texas. (laughs) The one and only Dan Pod, as you may know him from the Texas Band Forums. What up, Daniel? Welcome to the show. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to talk to you. So I would uh, bring you in so we have a little bit of an expert opinion on some of these Texas bands at the Austin Regional this weekend. I am excited to be flying down there, so I'll get to see them live and not just on the stream, but I just wanted to ask you real quick, what 
what are your groups you're most looking forward to? Who do you think really has the best chance of standing out this early in the season? Uh, let's see. Let's do this in two words. Leander ISD, because <laughs> I don't know what they put in the water in Northwest Austin, but man, those programs are really, really good. I am looking for, I really dig, if you want me to pick a program to really watch out for, yeah. look at Vista Ridge's program. They have, they've been a solid program for many, many years. Uh, they are, they, they play well, they move well, and I, I mentioned this to a bunch of friends uh, a couple of days ago. They probably have some of the best clarinet solos in the United States. Like, every year it seems like they put a new kid up there. And it's them by themselves, and it just sounds so amazing. It's a joy to watch. Um, but yeah, and, and all the other greats, I mean, Leander will be there, Cedar Park will be there. That whole last block is basically, yeah, it's just Leander ISD. Like, here you go, uh-huh. you know, enjoy it, because they're going to kick everybody's butt. Yeah, back-to-back, it's Leander, and then the new Leander school, Tom Glenn High School, that kind of stole um, James Bowie's legendary director, Kim Shuttlesworth, who she opened up Tom Glenn, and then Rouse, then Cedar Park, and then Vandy finishes it off. So yeah, I think right now my gut is saying that Vandy's going to win again. I don't know if that's true, but just from the videos I've seen right now, it seems like they have the strongest approach, and I think at this season they'll be able to carry it. But I don't know, we could see, and even from kind of far away in San Antonio. Well, I guess it's just an hour or so south. Uh, Claudia Taylor-Johnson is coming up for the show. So, I mean, they always bring some really exciting, crowd-pleasing shows for sure. So I'm excited to see what they bring to the field as well. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and you can't you can't rule out Leander either. <laughs> Those guys are yeah. so good. Uh, and, and they, they have a, a good chunk of the show on the field. Uh, they'll do extremely well. And, of course, Claudia Taylor-Johnson... I think they're more of the more visually pleasing programs in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not just the uniforms. They have a great guard, too, a uh, great yeah. drill. And, you know, they always do it. They're always giving you something to think about visually, especially last year when they were dancing all over the field for 10 minutes, which is pretty awesome. And then, of course, Hendrickson, which was one of my favorite groups last year, as well as Churchill. Those bo- Both of those groups kind of had similar trajectories where they went to, I think, two or three regionals earlier in the season, and then both of them made finals at San Antonio last year. So I'm really excited to see what those two programs specifically bring this year, especially with Churchill heading back to Grand Nats for the first time in, I think, five or six years. Yeah, It's been since they last went. And you actually went to high school, right, at Churchill? I am a graduate of Churchill High School, class of 2003, full disclosure. Um, they have a uh, – yeah, it's exciting for them to go back. I know the kids are really excited. Their director, uh, Inside Information, uh, used to be a marching tech when I was in high school. So it's nice to to see him back there in that position. It's a guy, Tony Ruiz, who's – a really nice guy. I think he marched with Santa Clara Vanguard when he was younger. Yeah. And, you know, it's a guy who really, really wants to be there, and he really, really wants to to, to make a name for the program. He told me at uh, Super Regional last year mm-hmm. that they were planning on going to Grand Nationals, and it, this was during retreat, and he says we're going to have a, 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 a very mature program, a lot more seniors than they had the previous year, and that they, they want to go up there, and they want to, 
you know, they want they really want to do well, which, you know, win, lose, or draw, I'm, I'm proud of what they're doing, and they've come a long way from where they were, you know, five or six years ago. One of the things that's so crazy about this show is all ten of last year's finalists are coming back this year. So we'll have every single one of last year's finalists, along with Bowie, who's actually won this competition in the past. So it's going to be stacked. We'll... We will have really no idea who's going to be in finals <laughs> until they announce the finalists, which is pretty exciting, I think. Yeah. And what's really cool is, you know, you sit here and you go, okay, here's the Austin Regional. It's one of the first regionals of the year. Mm-hmm. Pick 10 finalists. And then you go yeah. through the list and then you realize, oh, crap, I picked 15 programs. <laughs> I like know. It's, it's just, it, it, it goes by so quickly. So this is a really stacked regional, even though you're going to yeah. see a lot of programs that have tag endings you know something you know they're gonna cut the show the show short about Mm -hmm. a minute or two because all the material hasn't been learned but i mean even then the 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 material that's on the field is clean visually it's clean musically and and these these groups are going to be really well prepared so it's going to be a a nice dogfight to find out who's going to get into into finals on saturday night yeah well i'm definitely looking forward to it i'm excited to be there in person Thanks again so much, Daniel, for joining us on the Horn Rink Podcast. It was nice to have you. Hey, appreciate it. We'll see you Saturday, buddy. And you can follow along with all the action from Austin by checking out the Texas Bands live blog at live.texasbands.com. That's live.txbands.com for the live blog from this weekend's Austin Regional. Now... Um, Clarksville similarly is kind of set up to be a rematch of the 2016 edition of the regional. We have nine returning finalists, including all of the top three, Castle, Franklin, and North Harden, all returning, and we expect this to, kind of like last year, be a battle at the top between Castle and Franklin. They're both really great groups who continue to kind of push each other and challenge each other year over year, um... Castle won last year, but it was such a narrow margin, I think, um, less than a half a point, and that was including like a quarter of a point penalty that Franklin got, so almost, you know, little to no margin there. Um, And of course, Castle last year had their first finals appearance at Grand Nats in the school's history, so it's really cool to see those two schools kind of develop a little friendly rivalry at Clarksville every year. Um, outside of Castle and Franklin, of course, North Harden, an excellent program out of Kentucky. We expect them to at least be in the top half. Probably we could see them getting third again. Um, other groups in the top half, we're looking at like Fort Zumwalt from Missouri, who last year went all the way down to Powder Springs, Georgia, and got third at that regional. Also, Central Hardin and DeSoto Central, who were in top half at Clarksville last year, could look to do that again. But Clarksville this year just has so many groups on the bubble because there's all those returning finalists and then several new groups and then just a lot of up-and-coming, improving groups. So, you know, there's a group like Russell County last year who kind of shocked us when they made finals because they were not on our radar at all before that show. Um, And then another Kentucky band, Adair County, who's a very frequent uh, Class A national champion. They've won quite a few times in Paragolds, an up-and-coming group from Arkansas. And then there's also quite a few Tennessee bands like Ravenwood, who were in finals last year, a group like Siegel or 
McGavick, who's without a doubt the um, Tennessee band to have scored the highest in BOA competition ever back in the 90s at Grand Nats. They were making finals. Um, and then a group like Udawa, who has also had a lot of success at regionals and super regionals in the past. Um, they kind of took a couple years off, did some parades. I know they did like Macy's and the Rose Parade, and um, but they're kind of working their way back into the BOA circuit, and I'm curious to see how they do. They've you know been in finals at Southeastern Regionals in the past in Jacksonville, and so I could definitely see them getting a final spot for sure. Um, the Toledo Regional is similarly headlined by two big groups. Um, those groups are Mason and Homestead, and most people probably expect Mason to take the title pretty easily, and they probably will, but it is still early, so crazier things have happened. It's very possible that a group like Homestead can come out really strong, beat Mason this weekend, and maybe by Grand Nats, Mason will be back on top, but it's curious um, to see. There are still seven weeks after this weekend to get better before Grand Nats, so while this weekend's results might be an indication of how the season will turn out, they're not, by any stretch of the imagination, a guarantee. Um, Plymouth Canton, Lake Central, Centerville are kind of three groups we expect to round out the top half. They all have pretty consistently done excellent at both of these earlier season Ohio regionals and then also at Indy Super and Grand Nats. They're, um, among the groups who, if not in finals, are always on the border of getting a final spot at Indy Super or, you know, at Grand Nats Lake Central, I think holds the record for being the, uh, <laughs> the group most likely to not be in finals when they should be. Um, there's, you know, a streak of quite a few years, um, up until around 2015 where they were just so close to finals year after year after year, I think. In 2013, they were 13th by just a fraction of a point. So, an excellent group there out of Indiana who will be looking to bring it at this show. And then another group we could see potentially breaking into the top five if either of those three have kind of a weaker show. Um, a group like Victor from New York. They're probably one of the best bands in New York and have um, kind of been steadily improving on these shows, even though, you know, BOA doesn't have as much of a stronghold in Northeast area. It tends to be dominated by bands that compete in U.S. bands circuit. But um, but Victor's one of the few who makes the trek out for BOA events and has had quite a bit of success. Um, and, you know, with fewer returning finalist spots at this show compared to some of the other shows this weekend, as we talked about earlier... Um, it seems like there's quite a few open finalist spots. So, you know, there's four other returning finalists we haven't mentioned yet, including Jenison, Lakota West, Wreaths Puffer, and Wald Lake Central. Um, but there's also four other groups we're kind of eyeing for maybe getting a final spot that are new groups. That's Archbishop Alter, Bellbrook, Miamisburg, and as I mentioned earlier, Victor. Um, all four of those groups have made finals at regionals in recent history, but um, just weren't at 
the specific Toledo regional last year. So, but you know, really any of those eight groups could be in finals, but there's only five final spots remaining for those eight groups. So it'll be a tough competition to make finals. Really, there's not a bad competition this weekend. You know, every every competition has really solid national finalist groups at the top, really solid semi-finalist groups in the bottom, and really solid bubble bands kind of competing for those finalist spots. So all the way down the rankings, it's going to be an exciting weekend at three locations, and we'll try to bring you as much coverage as we can from all three on our social media. Um, Thanks again to Daniel Valdez for joining me on the podcast. As I said earlier, to follow along with the Austin Regional specifically, you can check out the Texas Bands live blog. That's live.txbands.com. And make sure to follow our social media for updates throughout the day from all three events this weekend. I'm Jeremiah Wooten, and thanks for listening to the Horn Rank Podcast.